marijuana, pot, grass, shake, bud, ganja, chronic, cannabis. Cannabis. Whatever term you use, less than 10 years ago, it was a product that was trafficked in the shadows. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, buddy. And today, in Oregon and many other states in the U.S., you get a receipt and a bag with your purchase. Thank you. Come again. I'm Travis Box, and I am fascinated by the complexities of what seems like a voter-approved gold rush happening in real time. Will we cultivate Oregon's greatest cash crop ever? Or will this great experiment and legalization go up in smoke? (coughs) Each episode, I'll sit down one-on-one with the major players in the Oregon cannabis industry, the activists, the medical professionals, the legislators, the economists, the regulators, and the lobbyists. How did Oregon get to this place in history? And where does this budding billion-dollar industry go from here? You see what I did there? You're listening to Mainstream Weedia on the Coin Podcast Network. For many people who are inexperienced with cannabis but are curious, a dispensary can be very intimidating. Many products, a range of potency, a myriad of experiences. Today, we speak with a bud tender an OLCC-licensed cannabis employee whose job it is to help people understand the products and find one that suits whatever experience they're looking for, either medicinal or recreational. Today, with her help, we'll walk through the basics of what products can be found in an Oregon dispensary in easy-to-understand terms. We'll introduce you to our bud tender next. You're listening to Mainstream Weedia. Hi, this is Jeff Giannola from Coin6 News, and I'd like to invite you to watch Coin6 News at 10 on Portland CW. It's our award-winning newscast, one hour earlier at 10 o'clock. A full hour of the stories that are important to you and your family from the news team that's watching out for you. Plus, Portland's most accurate forecast certified by weather rate from Chief Meteorologist Natasha Stenbach. See why more people are switching to Coin6 News at 10 on Portland CW. Watching out for you. Welcome back to Mainstream Media. Eva Miller-Hughes is the senior lead bud tender at one of the Nectar Cannabis locations in Beaverton. Eva, what led you to the cannabis industry? Okay, so I joined the cannabis industry, honestly, within three months after I turned 21. I'm 25 years old, so by the time that I was of legal age, the recreational cannabis market was already starting to take off a little bit, for sure. I had a couple friends that had already started working in the industry as well as the company in our packaging division, and they recommended that I just sign up and join. And so I went online, took the test, got my worker's permit, applied to Nectar, and now it's been about four years later. What does it take to be a bud tender? And then secondly, what does it take to be a great bud tender? In essence, at the end of the day, our job is a retail job. So that is a huge part of the job is you're going to be talking to customers. You're really going to be talking to customers. This is a first class service, meaning from the time that I call you up to the counter to the time that you walk out the door, it's going to be a one-on-one, just me and you the entire time. Because of the fact that someone cannot touch products, your butt tender has to guide you through your entire buying process. So to be a good butt tender to start, you don't need to know anything. I did not know a single thing about cannabis besides the fact that I had tried it before I joined the industry. You will learn on the job as you go. It's really incredible to see 
how much knowledge from the people that we work with, as well as our customers combined, can really help teach you some things along the way. To be a great bud tender, I do recommend product testing, product knowledge. That's very important. You got to try the stuff to know what you're selling, as well as I always encourage people to do a ton of research on their own. Treat it like you have homework, like it's school. This industry is still extremely new and it's changing almost every day. And the information that we knew yesterday might not be the same information that we know tomorrow. So it's important to stay up to date on news, new products, anything. You had mentioned that you had taken a test and you got the permit. What is the sort of regulatory process if somebody were interested in becoming a bud tender? So the process is fairly simple. We are managed by the OLCC in Oregon. And so you have to go through their website and take an online test, an online multiple choice test. It's not super hard and they do give you an informative booklet beforehand so you can read the information and then you simply take the test after that. After you pass the test, there might be some processing time while the OLCC sees that you finish the test and gets back to you. And then they will release to you your certificate. And that shows that you've passed the test and that you are eligible for a worker's permit. Then to get your actual worker's permit, you pay $100 to the OLCC and then they send it to you via email. The reason there's a couple of steps is because the OLCC tends to get backed up. There's a lot of people wanting to work in this industry, and they're also busy with their other things. So sometimes this process can take several weeks. But again, it's fairly simple. And then once you get your permit, that opens the door for you to step foot in any job in the industry. You are not allowed to get anywhere near cannabis behind the counter unless you have one of these permits. Is the permit something you have to reapply for or... Once you have it, you have it. You do have to renew it every five years. So that's not particularly too bad. I haven't even had to do my first renewal yet. Okay. The reason I invited you to the podcast is to use your knowledge as a bud tender to help explain what products are available in Oregon dispensaries. I know that if someone is unfamiliar but curious about cannabis, they can become overwhelmed with all the products and choices available at a dispensary. Today, we'll help explain what those products are and what they do. And the first thing I want to ask you about are the two compounds that are most commonly associated with these products, THC and CBD. What are they and what is the difference between the two? Okay, so THC is a psychoactive component, a psychoactive cannabinoid in the plant. This is what we normally would think of as the getting high part. And CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid in the plant, so it does not alter your mental state. However, it does provide a lot of medical benefits such as anti-inflammation, anti-anxiety. It can help with sleep and pain. So that's the difference between the two, the main difference between the two. Okay, now let's talk about what's referred to in the dispensaries as flour. This is what I grew up hearing the term bud, but it really is the flower of the cannabis plant. So if someone comes in and is interested in flower, what is flower? How is it usually consumed? And then what are people usually looking at? Okay, so flower or bud, any of those terms, perfectly normal, still widely used, is the part of the plant that we generally smoke. It is the flowering part of the plant. The plant has leaves and it grows these big buds, and that's what we harvest. And then we cure by drying it out and we smoke it. Now, one of the first things that I think gets asked when somebody is interested in flower is, are they interested in a sativa or an indica or a hybrid? 
Walk me through what those terms mean. Okay. So in the recreational world, we generally use the terms indica, sativa, and hybrid to describe the effect that we're looking for. People usually use the word indica to refer to a more relaxing or even sedative high, usually along with a heavier body high as well. And they might use the term sativa to ask for a more uplifting, euphoric, or energetic strain, more of a head high, a little less in the body. Hybrid is anywhere in between. What I like about cannabis is it's all on a full spectrum. So we can have anything from super sedative and knock you right into the ground to chill to right in the middle to slightly uplifting to going to send you on a three-hour cleaning session in your kitchen. And so using the words sativa, hybrid, and indica are definitely helpful. You can use the words hybrid sativa as well and hybrid indica as well. And these can help kind of make a distinction of where on the spectrum you're trying to get to. I always recommend as well that customers can use terms, use other terms besides that. You can say, I want something uplifting, or I want something energetic, or I want something to chill and watch movies to. You could name specific feelings, you could name specific activities. And honestly, this type of information is more helpful to your bud tenders than just coming in and saying sativa. How is it usually sold? Are there specific amounts that generally are sold? Mm -hmm. Yes. So cannabis is measured out by weight for flour. The common weights that people buy at are one gram, one eighth, one quarter, one half, and one ounce. When I say one eighth, one quarter, one half, I'm referring to one eighth, one quarter, or one half of an ounce. Now, an ounce of flour is 28 grams by weight. You can also buy pre-rolls, right? These are pre-rolled cannabis cigarettes. Can you buy them individually and packaged? Yes, you actually can. Now, packs of pre-rolls is something that's only really come into the industry in the past couple of years, but absolutely fantastic idea. Pre-roll joints are really easy. They're ready to go. All you need is the joint and something to light it with and you can have a full smoking session. Pre-roll joints are usually sold in either a one gram variant or a half gram variant or maybe somewhere in between. And with pre-rolls, we're still dealing with the spectrum, right? You can ask for a pre-roll that, for example, you might be looking for an uplifting creative experience. And that's when you're going to recommend what? A, a sativa, a sativa heavy hybrid for that? Yeah, something along those lines, depending on what information the customer gives me. If they say they're going to go for a nice walk in the park today because it's nice outside. I am probably going to pick a nice lightweight sativa or hybrid sativa, something that maybe stimulates a little bit of creativity while they're out in nature, something that's going to keep them weightless and up so they don't have too much of a body high if they're going to be walking around. So yes, you can absolutely get as specific with your pre-rolls as you do with the flower. For example, at my shop, we have just about as many strains of pre-rolls as we do in the flower. And so there's a lot to choose from. How is the THC potency represented in this product? It's a percentage, correct? And does higher percentage necessarily equate to better? Not at all, no. Talk a little bit about that. You would assume the higher number means that it's better, but 
that's not the case all the time. Not always. Now, of course, there will be a difference between something that's 5% THC versus 50% THC. However, in the kind of normal levels that we see in pre-rolls and flour, which tends to be anywhere from 11% up to 35%, I would say that if you're talking within the 20 to 30 35 range, you're not going to experience too much of a difference. So a good way to think about the percentage is they're saying that, for example, if a pre-roll is 25% THC, they're saying that of that plant, 25% of the plant is pure THC. So when you start to see numbers in flower, like 40%, I've seen a 50% somewhere in just flour with no added concentrate. It does make me start to think because you have to think about the fact that they're saying that 50% of the plant is pure THC, which is generally not possible. THC, again, does matter to a point, but I would say the most important thing are what's called the terpenes. Those are other small cannabinoids within the plant um, that add flavor and effect to your high. THC is the thing that gets you from point A to point B. That's it. The terpenes or those small minor cannabinoids elsewhere in the plant, those are the things that actually create the experience. I like to think of it as like the THC is the gas pedal, but the terpenes are the ones steering the wheel. If all you have is a gas pedal, you're going to go somewhere, but it's going to be a very straight line. Now, the terpenes are going to take you on a nice, windy road. They're going to take you up highs and lows and all over the place. And that's what you want. So sometimes when you see a lower THC percentage, yeah, maybe it's a lower THC, but that in the whole pie chart means that they left room for the potential to have a higher percentage of other cannabinoids. And that could be anything, CBD, for example, um, other cannabinoids such as CBN, CBG, THCA, and those terpenes. So that's one good way to think about it. Since we sort of started with the smoking products, let's move a little bit towards something close but more modern. There are vape cartridges for cannabis. How does this work? How does someone purchase it and and how is it sold? Yeah, absolutely. So vape cartridges, yes, have been become very popular lately. What a vape cartridge is, is a super portable vaporizer device. You buy a battery and then you buy the cartridge, which contains the concentrate in it. The concentrate will be in somewhat of a viscous, oily form and you attach the cartridge to the battery the battery will heat up the oil and vaporize it so that you can smoke it. Many people like this option, vaporization, because it's slightly healthier than smoking, which is combustion. A lot less stuff going into your lungs, less smell. It can definitely have less smell. It's much more discreet and easy to take with you on the go. So that's the main reason why people turn to cartridges. Now, cartridges being a concentrate can have THC levels anywhere from 50% up to 90, 95%. So they're a lot stronger. However, it gives each hit to you in a very small dose. And so you, it's still very manageable and controllable. Do the cartridges also come in different strains? Are there terpenes and other spectrum compounds in the cartridge? Because to me, if you get to that 99% THC, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for those other terpenes. Yes. Smart thing to point out. So there are two main types of cartridges and some cartridges contain the all of the cannabinoids and some do not and i'll tell you the reason why people go for the ones that do not so the two main types would be a full spectrum cartridge 
or a distillate cartridge. Now, the full spectrum is exactly as it sounds. That is the cartridge that contains the full spectrum of cannabinoids as well as terpenes. You'll usually see terpene percentage also listed on the cartridge as well. These are the ones that I usually recommend. You're going to get that nice full body experience. It's going to be the closest thing to a flower high while still being slightly different. Now, a distillate cartridge is a different type of cartridge. It essentially goes through a distillation process. They distill and distill and are able to pull out specific cannabinoids that they would like to focus on, usually THC. So this is how we can get extremely high THC numbers out of this liquid, such as a 90%, a 95%, a 99%. And then what companies will do to make them strain specific again is usually reintroduce cannabis terpenes because during the distillation process, all of that gets destroyed. Now, the reason people, some people like distillate cartridges is because of the fact that they do not have the classic weedy smell. It definitely has a smell, but it doesn't smell like freshly smoked weed. So sometimes for people that need to be very discreet, parents, that tends to be a good option for them. Let's talk about edibles and the type of products that are available currently and the dosage levels. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was just this year the OLCC increased the limit of edible THC that you can purchase at a dispensary. So what type of products are available? And then what are the more popular ones that you might guide someone new to cannabis towards? So... For solid edible cannabis, we usually carry an array of gummies, chocolates, mostly sweet stuff. It could be anything from hard candies to mints to fudge to pop rocks to cookies. I've seen bags of kettle corn around town, all sorts of fun products that you can try for edible cannabis. Now, yes, you're correct. Oregon this year, as of April 1st, increased the legal limit of solid edible cannabis from only being able to contain 50 milligrams in the package to 100 milligrams in the package. Now, you'll notice that I've started using the terms milligrams and not percentages. Edibles are measured in milligrams instead of percentages. Now, technically, that milligram amount can be converted to a percentage by moving a decimal point if you wish to look at it that way. However, the milligram tends to be the easier way to view edible cannabis. And you'll find your tolerance eventually, and you'll know like I eat 10 milligram edibles at a time, and that's great for me. Or I have to eat 50 milligrams edibles at a time, and that will be perfect for me. The biggest thing about edibles is that everyone's edible tolerance is going to be completely different. It's not based on size. It's not based on weight. And it's definitely not based on how much smokable cannabis you smoke. And that's because we're ingesting it in a completely different way. It's going through our body, through our liver, and then being processed and sent out into our body. What happens with that is the effects of edibles are definitely a little different than smoking. First off, the time length. When you smoke cannabis, a pre-roll, anything like that, the high is going to last anywhere from half an hour to an hour, hour and a half max if you smoke a lot. Edibles can last anywhere from two to six hours. So it's definitely a trip. Now, the other big thing about edibles is because it has to go through your body and your liver first before it reaches you, it takes some time to activate. When you smoke a joint, you're going to get high immediately. When you eat an edible, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Now, depending on the body and the metabolism, and even down to what you ate that day, that could be anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours. So that's why we always recommend you eat one, don't eat more until you've made sure to wait the full hour and a half to two hours to see how it affects you. So here in Oregon, with that new 100 milligram limit, packages will have 
either usually 10 pieces at 10 milligrams each or a single piece at 100 milligrams each. It's great that we have the variety this way, whether you're low dose or high dose, we have a product for you. And again, this can be found in many different forms. I've also seen some savory edibles around town. Not any that I carry in my particular shop, but in the past, I've seen things like crackers, which is also really fun. Would an edible be something that you would tend to recommend to somebody who's coming in with zero experience with cannabis? Yeah, I honestly don't always recommend edibles for a first time cannabis user because of the fact that the experience can be very long. And because of the fact that it's such a full body experience, that it can be very overwhelming at times if you take too high of a dose. Taking too high of a dose will not be dangerous to your health. The worst thing that happens sometimes is that people get a little nauseous and a little dizzy and they just don't feel that great. And the issue with that is that it can last for up to six hours. So I usually start people off with a very manageable, dosable product that's not going to have a long long time effect, usually being flour. I would either start them with a flour or maybe even just a pre-roll since that's one of the easier ways. You don't have to have a device or something to smoke out of in order to enjoy a pre-roll. All you need to grab is a lighter and you're good to go. And you can start out by taking very small hits, giving yourself a few minutes and then seeing how you feel. Unlike edibles where that's not really an option. Now, of course, if a customer comes in telling me that they do not wish to smoke or they can't smoke for some any sort of reason, then of course we'll go to edibles. But then I would start the customer off with a lower dose THC edible, most likely in conjunction with some CBD. CBD and THC together are absolutely incredible. They're supposed to be in the plant together and therefore when they are together, they work very well. Now, the effects of CBD don't necessarily counteract the effects of THC. However, when taken together, the CBD can kind of help ground you a little bit and make the experience a little bit more manageable. The reason I started with those three products is because I think that if you have no experience walking into a dispensary, you've probably heard of those three products before. So let's start talking about some of the other things that dispensaries offer. You offer beverages right now. Now, these are probably CBD mostly, but do you also have THC beverages? There are plenty of THC beverages out on the market. Anything from sodas to sparkling waters now has become a a hit recently, probably since the uprise of uh, White Claws and alcoholic seltzer beverages. I've seen orange juice all sorts of stuff. I've seen syrups that can be mixed into other drinks and drinkable uh, liquid cannabis, a water-soluble liquid cannabis like that is honestly a great way to enjoy it. I love grabbing like a THC soda, something like that, because you can sip on it throughout the afternoon. And instead of you feeling nothing, getting really high all at once, and then coming back down again, you can kind of treat yourself to an all-around, more enjoyable, low ride. And so that's a really awesome thing to do with drinks. Does it process in the body like an edible? Liquid cannabis is definitely faster acting than solid cannabis. Okay. So what then is a tincture? So a tincture is another form of edible cannabis, however, not as fun as gummies or chocolate or popcorn or anything like that. Usually the tinctures originally were made from an alcohol base. The most widely used right now is cane alcohol. And nowadays, the more popular base for a tincture would be MCT oil. Now, MCT oil, besides having a lot of other health benefits like increasing energy, encouraging your body to burn fat, is a great great molecule for cannabis to absorb into, especially CBD, as CBD 
has a hard time absorbing into anything that's not a fat. So the cannabinoids are extracted and put into either this oil or alcohol, and then you take it orally. It usually comes in a little bottle with a dropper, and you can drop an exact dosage into your mouth to be absorbed one, through your mouth, and then B, through your body as you swallow the rest. Cane alcohol tinctures are not very enjoyable on the palate. They are very harsh. It's pure cane alcohol. However, your body is able to absorb alcohol very well on a full stomach or an empty stomach. So that's why that kind of tincture may have a activation time of half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, as opposed to one to two hours. Now, MCT oil is also easily absorbed by the body, as well as because it's a palatable substance, you can take it sublingually, meaning you're going to drop it into your mouth, hold it under your tongue for about 10 to 20 seconds, and then swallow that. Our mouths are very, very porous and very great at absorbing things. And so that's why the longer you hold it in your mouth, the faster your activation time will be. Tinctures are, again, the same thing as any other edible cannabis. However, you're able to get a lot more at a time per bottle. You may pay more up front, but you can get anywhere from 500 to 1,000 milligrams in your tincture bottle. So this is really great for people that use ed edible cannabis daily, especially the MCT oil ones. Cane alcohol tinctures have a very long shelf life of about three to five years. So if you're going to be stocking up and storing, that might be the way for you. But yeah, MCT oil tinctures, you can get them in THC, you can get them with CBD, you can get combinations, you can get all sorts of other cannabinoids. I would say tinctures is mainly where they'll focus on trying to get specific medical benefits. Are you seeing more medicinal customers coming in to talk about tinctures? Because the cane alcohol variety does not sound pleasant at all. So I would think that somebody basically is coming in for a tincture because it's more of a need than a want just to maintain a quality of life. Yes, absolutely. Because in the long run, a tincture is much more cost effective than buying candy edibles. And so if you need to use cannabis every single day, then using a tincture is definitely one of the better ways to go. As well as that you can play around with your dosage as much as you want because your dropper will generally have markings on it, but you can dose as much or as little as you want and experiment with that on the daily. So what is a Dab. Yes, a dab, dabbing. Dabbing is another way to ingest concentrate. So dabs are another form of concentrate similar to what's in your cartridge. Now, the difference is, is that they are not in a cartridge form. They just come in a little bucket ready for you to go. And you have to have a device that will vaporize it for you. Now, the main difference between why people would want a dab over the cartridge if it's the same concentrate is that a concentrate, again, like I said before, gives you the cannabinoids in small controlled doses. A dab is different in the way that you can scoop as much or as little as you would like, and you can get huge, intense, intense hits of cannabis all at one time. Now, this is done by traditionally having some form of a water pipe or a water bong, but instead of a flower bowl, like you normally would, you have a titanium or a quartz bucket, or you'll hear it referred to as a banger or a nail quite often. So you grab a torch, you heat up that area until it's decently hot 
anywhere from 500 to 650 degrees, depending on the concentrate you're dabbing. And then you wait a little bit and then you touch the concentrate to the nail and that will vaporize it while you inhale it. It sounds like a lot, which it definitely is for some people, but for experienced cannabis users, it's definitely a fun road to go down. There's also other devices that make it so you don't have to have all of the torch and the bong and the nail because, again, there's definitely some safety risks that come with that. So there are vaporizers that you can load your concentrate into that you can turn on and it will vaporize it for you. But generally, the consumer that's coming in looking for this product is a relatively seasoned consumer, right? Somebody that has quite a bit of experience with cannabis and may be looking for that particular experience. Not something you're going to recommend for somebody who's walking in off the street for the first time. Absolutely not. No. (laughs) So the next thing I want to talk to you about, because I think there's a lot of interest in this type of product. What is a topical and how does the dosage work on that? What is it typically used for when consumers come in asking for a topical product? Yeah, so topical cannabis is really awesome. You may find it in the form of a salve, a lotion, an oil, or sometimes it can be put into a transdermal patch. Um, Now, the great thing about topical cannabis is it does not penetrate past your skin barrier. So you're not going to be feeling any psychoactive effects from your topical cannabis. However, topical cannabis is extremely helpful for pain. Anything from minor aches and pains to severe chronic pain. Topicals are also measured in milligrams and the strength of the topical. You you don't necessarily dose out your topical on a daily basis. You don't necessarily say I'm going to have 32 milligrams of my THC CBD salve today, but the milligram count on the front can help us see how potent or how pain relieving the topical is going to be. Now in a topical, I always recommend grabbing a topical that has both THC as well as CBD in it. And the reason for that is because both of those cannabinoids do different things for you. Now, CBD is fantastic for inflammation, which can help relieve some pain, but that's mostly what it does. Now, THC is an excellent pain reliever. So the two in combination is what I usually recommend. CBD to knock out inflammation, THC to help reduce the pain. The other nice thing about topicals, since they do not go into your bloodstream, is they can be applied as much or as little as needed. Activation time for a topical to start taking effect is pretty pretty low, probably five to 10 minutes, something like that. So you might start feeling a little bit of relief. And the effects similar to edible cannabis can last for quite a few hours. Really great recommending for people with arthritis or if you got into some sort of accident, anything like that. I think we've covered the big ones, but are there other sort of product sectors here that I've missed? that are available in Oregon? Honestly, not too much. Now, I've definitely seen some kind of out there interesting products as our industry kind of chugs along and keeps growing. The introduction of what's called nanocannabinoid syrups has been a new thing lately. Basically, an edible syrup where nanocannabinoid means they've, in non-scientific terms, they've made the molecules a lot smaller than they usually are. And therefore, there's higher bioavailability to increase the potency of your edible and also decrease the activation time. I've also seen one of the most interesting products I think I've ever seen was a cannabis 
inhaler. It looked like a regular inhaler that one might use for asthma. However, it would deliver you doses of cannabis within the inhaler. Very interesting. Not my favorite product. Just to be clear, though, not available at your dispensary, right? Not currently at my dispensary, no. Those are just some of the more out there things I've seen lately. However, in my dispensary in particular, we have covered most of everything, except for actually RSO. RSO stands for Rick Simpson oil, and it is one of the most full spectrum extracts you can get. Now, RSO is basically the entire plant cooked down and dissolved in a very small amount of cane alcohol, not as much as you would for a tincture, but just enough to make it a thick, dark, tar-looking viscous substance that they put into a syringe. Now, that doesn't sound great. However, for medical benefits, it is one of the greatest products. Now, Rick Simpson was an actual person from way back. Rick Simpson had cancer. And he started cooking down cannabis plants and making this what's now called RSO and putting it on Band-Aids and putting it over on his skin on the areas where he had cancer. And you can definitely look Rick Simpson up and look his case up because the cannabis had a positive effect on his cancer. Since then, that product was named RSO or Rick Simpson oil. When you say syringe, this is not... Not an injectable syringe. No. Okay. I wanted to make sure that we clarified that. So you can just sort of measure out some of it in the syringe as the product and then use it. Yes, it will just be a syringe with some little markings on it and just a little uh, opening, no needle, no anything like that. But it allows you to, yeah, try and accurately dose it out since it is just kind of a tarry black liquid. So in essence, it's more like a little cocking gun, right? Uh, you put a little bit out. Uh, of the product that you want, and then you recap it and put it away. And put it away, yes. And um, the nice thing about RSO2 is you consume very small amounts at a time. The serving size for RSO is about the size of a grain of rice. Okay. So now I'm walking into your dispensary, and I'm walking up to the counter, and you're there. I have no experience with this, and I'm going to tell you I have no experience with cannabis, but I'm interested. What's the first thing you're going to ask me? What's the next step? I guess I'm kind of wanting to role play this to allow the listener to have that experience before they actually go in once. So I walk in and I go, hi, I'm absolutely new at this, but I'm really curious. And what do you show me? What would you recommend? Absolutely. So first off, I'm going to tell you that A, it's completely normal and completely fine to be a beginner. That's what I'm here for. That's my job. Now, being a new consumer, it's hard to just start from ground zero and have me just pull something out of thin air for you. What I am going to do is ask you a few questions to guide you to help narrow down what, what you're looking for, even if you don't know that yet. So some of the questions I might ask you are, A, obviously, if you are open to THC and CBD, or if you're just looking for something like CBD, as some people are. I'm also going to ask you if you're open to smoking or if you just want to look at an edible cannabis or something else. I'm also going to ask you, you know, what are you kind of wanting it for? Is it 
you don't have to be too specific. But what I mean by that is, are you going to be using it in the daytime? Are you wanting to try this out in an evening to just hang out with a friend or someone else? Are you a hiker and you just think this is going to elevate your experience? Are you having any health issues that you think or have heard that cannabis may help? I'm definitely going to start asking some of those questions and that's going to help me get closer to what you want. All right. So let me answer some of those questions again, hypothetically. Uh, I'll say I work in a really high stress job and uh, one of the problems I have when I come home is I'm still really keyed up from work. I'm not a big drinker, but I'm looking for something to sort of take the edge off the day. That being said, I also sometimes experience a little anxiety, and I know that sometimes cannabis can add to that. So I'm not opposed to smoking, not necessarily, but I would probably try to avoid it if I could. So that's where I guess I'm starting. Totally. Okay. So what I'm going to recommend to you is definitely going to be a nice, probably one-to-one edible. Now, what I mean by one-to-one is a one-to-one ratio of THC to CBD. Now, unfortunately, if you're only geared towards edible cannabis, we might not be able to get that instantaneous relief right after sitting home from work. However, within the hour, you're going to start feeling really, really good. Now, I'm going to suggest probably a pack of gummies where you're going to get 10 servings of 10 gummies that have 10 milligrams of THC and 10 milligrams of CBD each. And I might even suggest that you start with half of the gummy. And then again, I'm going to tell you to wait a full hour and a half and see if you start to feel some relief. The thing about cannabis, the biggest thing about cannabis is that it's entirely, entirely individual. Now, there is tons of anecdotal advice and all sorts of advice that we can give based off of people's experiences with strains, with product, with all of that. But at the end of the day, the way I react to one strain is not going to be the same way that you react to one strain. So we're going to try to get as close as possible. And then you are going to go home and experiment and really pay attention to how the product is going to make you feel and see if that works for you. So I'm going to recommend either a indica dominant edible or a one-to-one edible if you're open to trying some THC and CBD. Again, I like the THC and CBD combo because it can help the effects of the THC feel less overwhelming for a first-time user, especially if you're going straight to edibles, like which we said is not always um, the easiest way to introduce yourself. I might even start somebody with a mostly CBD edible. A very popular combination is a 20 to 1 ratio, 20 milligrams of CBD per gummy versus one milligram of THC per gummy. That one milligram of THC is not actually enough to get you high, but it helps activate the CBD. These are a really great way to start introducing your body to some cannabinoids without necessarily altering your state if you don't think you're ready for that. But CBD gummies can be taken any time of day to help relieve that anxiety. And so maybe you can start with some CBD gummies to see if the CBD, if you think the CBD helps your anxiety, and then we can move to increase your levels of THC for evenings to increase your comfort or for recreation activity, either one. And then again, being not opposed to smoking, what would you recommend if I were looking for more of a flower or vapable product? Yeah. So in flower, 
I would point you towards a sun-grown variety. Now, what I mean by this is literally cannabis grown outdoors in the sun versus in indoor cannabis. And the reason for this is because, again, not that THC levels are everything, but sun-grown cannabis tends to have lower levels of cannabinoids simply because indoor cannabis is 100% controlled down to a T. The environment can be controlled completely to produce the exact effects that a grower is looking for versus sun-grown cannabis is the natural environment that the plant was going to grow up in. Sometimes outdoor cannabis has slightly lower THC levels and is therefore a better product for someone to start with if they're just smoking straight up flour. Again, I would point you towards what I would call probably an indica hybrid, or sometimes I would use the terms something chill, but not too heavy. It's perfectly normal to say stuff like that in the dispensary. We will 100% know what you mean. And then I would recommend a small smoking device if you don't already have one, such as a pipe. If you don't wish to purchase a pipe, then I'm just going to switch right over to pre-rolls. And if you are interested in a vape cartridge, again, a vape cartridge is a concentrate. I'm probably going to recommend something that has some CBD in it. There are tons of fantastic CBD strains that you can get in both flower pre-rolls and cartridges. Cartridges, because of the way that things are extracted and the fact that you can kind of pull out cannabinoids that you want, there's a lot more ratios out there, different ratios of THC to CBD. You can get stuff that has 4% THC and 60% CBD, or you can get strains that have 50% of both or anything else. And so for a vape cartridge, because it is a concentrate, but it's instantaneous, I might recommend for you like a nice indica hybrid two to one, you're going to get a little blast of that THC and a heavy dose of that CBD, but it's not going to be overwhelming. It's going to be instant for people with anxiety that both want the long-term relief and the instant relief. Sometimes I'll try to recommend them both. The cartridge or the flower can be for you when you first get home, you first sit down and you're just feeling on edge and you need something now. And this can be a great way to tide you over until your edible kicks in. It's going to hold you over for the evening. If I've tried the product and I still have questions and I come back one day, would I seek you out specifically or would any of the people be able to help me as well? Oh, absolutely. Any of us would be able to help you. All of the bud tenders that you will see on the floor are knowledgeable and ready to help. And if you just go up and say, hey, last time I bought this product, I tried it. I tried this much of it. I tried this much of it this many nights. And this is the effect I felt. And this is the effect that I kind of wanted to feel that I didn't necessarily get from that. We will totally work with you to find something that suits you better. Eva, is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with before we wrap this up? Yes, actually. And my main advice is going to be trust your bud tenders. Again, like I said in the beginning, bud tending is what I do for a living. It is my job to guide you through this experience. It is my job to know all these products so that you don't have to. What I see a lot happen is people getting overwhelmed and then just grabbing a menu and starting to look at lists and then they just get more overwhelmed. Again, we have menus so you can look at prices and specific things, but the real knowledge is standing right here in front of you. And I want to help you in the best way that I can. So trust your bud tenders, let them make recommendations for you. 
listen to what they have to say as they are going to listen to what you have to say. You two are going to work together to find what is right for you, whether that's for just pure recreational or medicinal. And that's my best advice for a customer. Come with an open mind, your ID, some cash, and that's it. Eva, you have been fantastic. If people want more information about Nectar Markets, where can they go? Nectar is very easy to find around town. We now have about 35 locations spread across the Portland metro area, as well as in other parts of Oregon. So feel free to look us up and just walk into a shop any day of the week. Most of our shops are open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., 365 days a year. We want to provide cannabis to you as much as we possibly can. And so that's why we stay open all legal hours that we are allowed to sell cannabis and we do not take a day off. If you need a pre-roll on Christmas, I will sell you a pre-roll on Christmas. Another great resource if you're not ready to hop into your car and go into a dispensary would just be to go browse around on a website. Nectar.store is our particular website. On this website, you can view a drop-down list of every single store, see pictures, view our menus, just start getting an idea of some of the products that we carry. We have a news tab where you can see some fun news updates about the company and the industry as a whole. And so I would say that our website, as well as physically going into our stores, is a great way to get started. Again, you've been tremendous. Thank you so much for taking your time to walk me through this. You've walked me through everything so well and with such knowledge. And I really appreciate the time you took today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm always happy to talk about cannabis. It's my passion. It's what I do for a living and it's what I do outside of work. So I'm always here if anyone needs advice. Eva Miller-Hughes is a senior lead bud tender for Nectar Markets. Mainstream media. If you are inexperienced with cannabis, beyond speaking with a bud tender, I'd say speak with other people as well. I'd recommend friends or family that are familiar with cannabis and also consult your healthcare professional. There are many articles and podcasts about cannabis and the products that are available. Understanding what these products are and what they can do, both positive and negative, will help you form your own opinion and your own approach to cannabis. Thank you for listening to Mainstream Media on the COIN Podcast Network.